Yo, 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 guys, what is up? And welcome back to the latest edition of the Game 6 Clay Pod, the championship edition. That's right. The Golden State Warriors are your 2021-22 NBA champions. And guys, this is what this is the one we've been waiting for. This episode has been what we've been talking about entire year. Um, to see it happen last night, Warriors beat the Celtics in six to bring home a fourth Larry O'Brien trophy in the Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson era. And guys, let's just jump right into it, man. We are NBA champions once again, made it back to the mountaintop. Chuck, Matt, welcome back, brothers. Just take it away, guys. Let's, let's get these reactions going. This is insane. Chuck, so take it the away. Game, the game, the first game six Clay invitational. Uh, I'm excited. Warriors oh. invitational, baby. That is so uh, cool. Dude, oh, man. It just... Even though I think this whole time, you know, if you've been listening to this point, you know that we're we're always bullish on our dubs. Like we believe we believe in the greatness of Steph Curry. We believe in this system, being able to pull guys together. And even though this team has had their bumps, bruises, uh, the occasional bad decision along the way, they're here. Like back on top. They're back on that, and it just doesn't it doesn't feel real, man. It feels it feels crazier than it ever did before. And I think because, you know, all the buildup to that first championship was crazy, but just all the pain of the last few years and all the disappointment, like there's no denying last year was a lot of both. And 2020 was just misery. That finals against Toronto was just absolute pain. Feels good to get one, man. And it feels good to get one uh, on the road, game six, tough crowd, tough team, just Classic Warriors style, putting it down defensively. Steph Curry doing his thing. Uh, it was beautiful, man. Yeah, it's just, it's so cool. And we're going to talk about, you know, storylines from the season later on. But it's it's just not a t- These guys are in their 30s now. This is not some 67-win team. This is a team that went through it this year. Uh, that every single one of their guys, uh, you know, dealt with something just see this team of all teams come out on top, just given the way 2019 ended, 2020 went, 2021 went is just, you couldn't, it's, it really is a storybook ending, which we've all been hoping for this whole season. But even this series, the Warriors were dogs in the series, right? For, the, for, for going into it, Boston had all these, whatever it was, 89% from ESPN, 70, whatever from like 538 and all that stuff. But this team, it's, it's the kind of team that you love so much because they take you through it the whole season, like you, you are, you, we all got so high and so low in this team on certain points. Me, especially, obviously got them even pretty steady, man. Shocked more so than me for sure. But they like they, this team that had so many points throughout the year where it was like, you know what, this is not, this is not a dominant team, but this also isn't that, that NBA anymore where you can be that we're not going to have very many 67, 68 win teams. You know, we're not going to see a dominant team like the Kevin Durant warriors, probably ever again. Right. And what's special about this is just a reminder of how hard this is. It's so cool to see these guys who we've watched for so long now, just do it again, overcome so, so much to pull it off. It's just been the coolest thing. Obviously watching Steph's reactions, Clay's reactions, Dre's reactions. Um, you just can't help just but be so, so happy for these guys watching Steph break down yesterday. We all kind of were in our group chat and, you know, you couldn't help but break down a little too. It was just, it's a really special moment and we're, we're here for it guys. 
Yeah, man. Uh, like like Chuck said, and you said, like, we've been – we thought that this would happen. Like, we – in terms of just, like, our belief in this team to get it done, um, to find a way. And uh, like you said, the season had its ups and downs. Um, guys not being healthy, um, Clay coming back, just so many storylines, getting off to a hot start and hitting your bru- bumps and bruises. But just that belief in this team that, you know, they're going to find a way to get it done. And to see that happen, um, to come together, like it was, like it was, it felt unreal. And I think that that reaction from Steph was a reaction for a lot for a lot of fans, where like your hands on your heads, and you're like, dude, we really just did that. We fucking made it back to the top. Um, and what makes this one just so sweet is, like you said, what we had to go through that heartbreaking game six, 2019. Clay goes out, KD leaves. You know don't know what this team is going to look like going forward. Steph gets hurt within three, four games of the next season, have the worst record in the league, come back, um, balancing the plan, um, and really just hope and trust and belief in the championship core of this team, the Steph, Clay, Draymond, Steve Kerr group, um, Andre Godal as well. Um, but just to see it happen, man, I, I haven't been – I've never been like stunned um, into like a sports moment in a long time. Um, I tweeted about a barrier sports. We've had a rough three years, you know, with the Giants, Niners, and Warriors going suffering their a bunch of heartbreaking losses, series, whatever it was. But um, to to get back to the top and you know to have a real chance to you know this team this team has a bright future ahead of it too. So to kick it off with a championship. Um, it's 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 gonna be a fun summer here in uh, here in the Bay Area um, for all the uh, all the Warriors fans. So um, speaking of, you know, this was number four. Um, so count it out: one, not two, not three. We got four of them bad boys now. Four of them motherfuckers. Um, where it was, it's in uh, it's in new territory, boys. We are uh, we entered into a pantheon of greatness um, with that. But um, there are four. So where did where does this one rank in terms of just? overall feelings of the championship because like you said it has been seven years to the day um yesterday when we when we clinched from number one so from the first one to the fourth one where does where does this latest one rank in terms of just just getting it done i'll just throw out i feel like there's sort of a general consensus order uh and I kind of feel I kind of feel this one tied with 2015, and then uh, 2017 a pretty distant third, and 2018 uh, definitely last place. Um, fair, fair. I mean, do you guys disagree with that at all? Because I feel like you know, I, as, I don't, I don't as disagree. As 2017 was to watch, yeah. like it just felt so. You know, with all the things that people built up around it. Um, it felt like if they, they had to win that championship, you know, to justify everything going on with that team and they had a beautiful run, but I just think 2015 and 2022 are just going to be in a different class. Gotham, you, you feel differently, man. You feel like, yeah. is 2017 I, your favorite title? No, 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 no. I, I agree. I agree with Chuck for the most part, but for me, yesterday was the most special one. I know 2015 was was great just begin that first one and uh just that historic season stuff with the MVP just really revolutionizing basketball. It was insane to see what we were watching. Um 67 wins. Um but you know they had adversity throughout the uh the playoffs a little bit but for the most part like it was just cool to experience that and you know as a Warriors fan at that point our best our best uh 
series was to, uh, going to the second round against the Spurs. And, you know, we just come off losing seven. So it was, it wasn't a season where you expected a championship, but it felt great getting to that mountaintop. But to yesterday, man, just uh, like to reopen that championship window into just all the naysayers from the last three years, just all that built up, just slander that the Warriors have taken, the organization, the team, uh, the front office, whoever it was, everybody had some sort of receipt that was on their mind. And to go through all the punches that they took these last three years, for it to culminate in a championship in a year that, like Steve Kerr said, it, it was the most unexpected one. Like going into it, you really had no read about what this could be. We thought it could be a championship team. We also, you know, we said that we, this team could also lose in the conference finals. We didn't know what how to gauge it. And at the end of the day, the, the greatness of, of the trio that, like you said, we grew up watching. I, we were, I was 10 years old when Steph Curry was drafted. Like I was seven when I started watching the Warriors. 23 now like we're all around the same age like we've grown up watching the Steph and Clay and Draymond and they, they've kind of been a part of our like growth and understanding the game and just appreciating the Warriors so for those guys to get back to the mountaintop I think this one ranks far and away number one for me um 2017 was was cool like you said Chuck um it, it felt like you had to and the, the, those two championships with KD the basketball was great and it was amazing to watch we'll never see something like that again but just the pressure of having to win a championship, it you didn't get that like just it was more like a sigh of relief. It was like, all right, we got it done. That we expected that. But this one was this one uh, takes the cake for me. Yeah, I I think it's hard to not. I don't mean this in a bad way at all. Just like recency bias is a bitch. You know, it's it's this is really cool. It's also I just want to real quick just talk about 2015 being kind of the way you said right. That was just a totally it different it was magical. it was it was the end of a magical season it was a, again it's a 67 win team the certainty is not there because it's the first time but they were worse the best team in basketball that year and if you have that one that's that's great if you have this one one of you that's great i probably am gonna say the same thing this one is is it's got to be number one for me because you know what makes what makes sports fun is is uh doubt right and uncertainty makes is what makes sports great and we all, you know, we are always going to appreciate the Steph, Katie Warriors. But if those two guys were healthy going into the finals or going into the playoffs, it was a wrap. Like you, there was never, it was a matter of when, not if, right? Mm-hmm. It was, there was never a question of, is this team going to pull it off? Because those are two of the best, you know, 15 players ever. Um, and you have two of those guys in the same roster at their peak. It's the way it goes, right? Both late, late 20s at the time. Um, this, this win is every, it's just everything, man. It has all the frustrations of a long season. It has all the highs of the moments where you're at your most optimistic. Uh, and it has, it's, it's playoff tests. It's, it's more than anything. It's like the Steph talked about it, right? They all talk about hearing the noise. We all heard the noise and it pissed all of us off too, right? We know how great Steph is, but, um, and now it's just a matter of like, there's, there's nothing left to say about these guys. They've done it all because of this title, not because of the 17, 18 titles, not because of the 15 title. There's literally nothing left that any of the naysayers can say about staff, about Kate, sorry, about clay, about Dre, about, uh, Kerr. Um, and we're, I think we got to eventually talk about the front office and the two timeline stuff. This is all, this is all bananas, but, uh, it's gotta be, this has gotta be number one. This is just a, cause again, this is not a team that was, um, this wasn't a juggernaut, this team. I'm glad you brought up the like the legacy and like just the nothing to prove. And 
I, I, I the one quote I found like really interesting from Steph and was that when he said, I think it was after or going into this season or something or in the last season, he was like, I got nothing left to prove or I got nothing left to prove, but a lot more to accomplish. And I think that's what this team kind of, you had that feeling. It was like, they have, they have the potential to accomplish greatness with the guys that we have, but um, to do it is uh, it, it puts them in the pantheon of greatness um, when they already were, but this cements it. Um, so given this, given this fourth ring, the way it went down, just how, how it happened, what are the legacy implications? Like, what do you guys feel are the legacy implications for this trio? Um, specifically Steph. I think, I think Steph uh, obviously was, uh, is the, the leader of this, every, this entire Warriors dynasty is built around number 30. Um, so for, for him to get another one and for this trio, um, Kerr, obviously the coaching staff as well. What does this mean for the Golden State Warriors um, 10, 15 years from now when we look back? Um, and it's still being written, but as of right now, what, what's their legacy? I, I'm glad the way you put that because I think it's harder to pin down the legacy of a guy like, you know, guys like Clay and Draymond. You know, obviously mm-hmm. going from three to four championships is great, but neither were at their best or close to it uh, at various points during the playoffs. And that's going to make it harder. It's going to make it harder to pin down. You know, they're both younger than Steph. Like they both have more tread on the tires, you would imagine, um, even though they've both been injured. But I think that's tougher to pin down. But I think you have the organization and the team, and then you have Steph Steph himself. And it's hard to separate the two. But when you're looking at I think starting with the runs of this team, like if you want to do the classic, Oh, you know, like I don't, you know, I normally don't do the like Mount Rushmore thing, but it really does feel like there are now four. Well, I guess five, like five defining uh, dynasty periods uh, of the league now where you have Showtime Lakers into the Jordan bulls again, into the Lakers, the two thousands, like the 20 years of the Spurs where they just won 60 games every other season. Like it was clockwork. Um, And now you have this Warriors team, you know, there have been, there have been periods where teams have managed to like pull off this success uh, in like condensed periods of time. Like we all know the dominance of LeBron's heat and those Cavs teams can't be underscored. You know, LeBron by himself was just a whole dynasty for eight years, but and yeah 10 like is however long you want to go with it like the it's a one man show but uh i think that sort of like being in that pantheon of like the teams that really were able to imprint the success you know you have the three championships over a five year stretch all going to the finals but you have you know even the years before that like getting to put a scare into the west and in the years in between it's hard to fault it's really that it's really hard to fault them. Yeah. Like you really have to dig deep to think that they were at most fault for what happened the last couple of years, besides a lot of terrible injury luck. Um, yes, they did, you know, do the, the Kelly Oubre thing and the Wiseman thing, but like this team gets it done, man, to have that, to have an eight year championship window is crazy. And to do it with the same three guys at the center of it the whole time, like bookending it, you know, like that's the craziest part of me is insane. the like the biggest legacy implication is now you've put a whole bow around the Kevin Durant years 
So Steph Curry can look back and say, whatever you say about Kevin Durant, I won a championship with Harrison Barnes when I was 27. And then I won one with Andrew Wiggins when I was 24 and Clay and Draymond was ride or dies the whole time. Like that to me, I think is the legacy of Steph because now I think the main thing you have to look at is, you know, we knew he was a top 10 player of all time, but now I think he starts to open the conversation for best point guard of all time with magic. And I don't, I don't think you get to make that argument before this playoff run. Yeah. I think, again, I think it's really, it's important to kind of juxtapose those two, you know, but Steph is just the, he's the ultimate teammate. I mean, he always has been, he's the ultimate. I'm getting more out of my team than anybody else ever has. If you give him an elite squad, he's going to win almost 70 games. Uh, if you give him a squad with some 19 year olds and some older guys and some hurt guys, they're going to be a high level playoff team and he's going to give him a shot to win. And that's, that's gotta be, he, he's the ultimate floor raiser. He's the ultimate ceiling raiser. He's just, it's, it's him and LeBron for the last 15 years, this generation, you know, and the fact that, and I think the, the light years guys are actually really good about talking about this. The fact that Steph, when you talk about the greats is the only guy who's six, three is, it's just something we're not, I, I can't imagine seeing it again in a guy his size to do what he's doing. And it's often kind of used as a way to take away from him as a, Oh, I'll take Kevin Durant for Steph. I'll take so-and-so for Steph because he's smaller the guy has accomplished literally as much as anybody else in the league. And so you, you can't take it away from him. Like you said, Chuck, uh, the conversation for point guards has got to be him and magic. Um, it it kind of goes without saying, you, you said it really well talking about these pantheon teams, right? If you let you label them all, you nailed it all. The warriors are in that group. They're already in that group. Um, it, you just, you don't get this, especially in this day and era, day and age. And we're, we're literally in the, the era of, of player movement in a way that it's never been the case before. And so sustained excellence is just such a, it's a fossil almost, you know, but this team has kept that alive and we're, it's, we're not going to see it again, most likely because they, they are so team oriented and so family oriented in the way that uh, revolves around Steph and they, and Steph emanates all that is good about this team. And so legacy wise, he needs to be, like you said, remembered as a top 10 player as one of the best two point guards ever. Uh, but he's he has in my head surpassed the Duncans of the world as the best leader. Like you're just not you're not going to get this kind of thing from a different player ever. And having three guys together that we've seen that that's 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 the most I, I'm willing to wager. I've looked at the numbers, but winningest trio in the history of uh, of basketball. You know, eight uh, or six finals appearances, four and two in those finals. It's just it's 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 crazy. Think, man. We're not going to get this again. The Spurs trio might have him beat, but and they have him beat by like one one playoff win or something. So um, on that note, though, like so that. I'm going to say though is is Charlie, you mentioned the window and having an eight year window. This team's got bigger than an eight year window, so if it's not now, it'll be next year, right? The playoff win, if it's one or whatever series or games, yeah, no, they're not. We'll, they're we'll not get it. We'll get into the future, but this window is not closed, and I want to talk about that in a little bit because it's it's huge, but. Um, there's a lot more to go. So if they're not the winningest yet, they will be in 12 months time. And uh, I'm also going to pretend I didn't hear that. I'm going to say they're the winningest trio right now. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane to think of like the legacy stuff because for the Warriors as an organization to 
you know, win different ways. Like they, they won by building a team in 2015 and, uh, you know, setting up a system that works around Steph and, and Clay and Draymond. And then to go out and like make the, be able to make that uh, free agency splurge and kind of put the right pieces around that ultimate basketball team that you have and to come back and do it again by building up a team with young guys that you drafted and, and having faith in that process and the guys within that locker room and that coaching staff to trust your, to trust the guys on the court, to figure it out. Um, so for the Warriors as a, as a, as an organization, I think legacy wise, like you said, they've, they've cemented themselves as one of the greatest dynasties in NBA history um, to be able to get back to the top, I think is something that not many, not many teams or dynasties even could say outside of, like even the Shaq Kobe Lakers, like they had a, they had that window, but you know, they never made it back. Shaq left and um, you know, Kobe had to go through a couple, a bunch of co-ops, playoff series before getting back. But um, for these guys to be able to get back um, that way, I think it, it just, it's, it speaks to Steph Curry's legacy, man. The guy is, I'm, I, I think he's the greatest point guard of all time. I think he surpassed magic um, with another ring last night. Um, I just think at his size, with the way he can impact the court on both ends, um, the gravity that he has on offense, um, for people to call him the greatest shooter ever at this point is disrespectful because that just takes so much credit away from every other aspect of his game, which the shooting is the sexy part. And we heard a few other people talk about it. Like it's, it's easy to, it's easy to compliment when he's pulling up from 35 feet, but even in a game when he goes over nine in game five, Steph's gravity is insane and creating often and creating winning championship, just basketball. Um, so I think that, that is Steph Curry's legacy. That's what it should be. And like you said, Chuck, one one without KD, one two with him, got right back um, and won it again. So I think he's really put to bed any any conversation, any slander that he could ever experience at this point. If you're trying to hit on Steph Curry, um, you know you, you got you got to get another day job, brother. Like yeah, that hobby's done. <laughs> um, there nothing you could say about this man ever again. Um, legacy cemented, and they're still writing it. Um, like you said, Matt, the future. Is uh is very bright. Um, there's no reason why, um, especially with the way the young guys have developed, and um, we'll get into that in a second. But um, this 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 thing is is definitely not over. Um, this is uh this is a window that is, at least for the rest of Steph Curry's career, uh, you know, it's it's open. Um, like you said, as long as he's out there, he gives you a chance to win a championship. Um, and I don't see that changing for the next couple of years. Um. Before we jump into, you know, the, the, the next season and looking forward to everything, um, this, this season, like we said, has been special. Um, so many different storylines, so many guys battling through adversity. Um, and for so many people, like you were happy for so many different guys to see them win a ring, whether it was Wiggins, Clay, Steph, um, GP, Draymond, um, Belly Auto, whoever I'll go down the roster, you could find something like compelling about each and every one of them. Pizza, man. Even Belly, bro. So <laughs> of all the storylines that we went through this series, uh this season, excuse me, which one was your favorite? Um, and I'm sure we will we'll all give you three different ones, but I'm sure we'll all agree on whichever ones they are. But for you guys, Chuck and Matt, which which was your favorite storyline of the year? So mine's mine's kind of a cop out in a way, but I talked about it earlier just a bit. It's it's doubt, you know. The the storyline of the year for me is just doubt in general because every single player who contributed significantly, and again, the Warriors got some big minutes from everybody in the roster. 
But if you were to say they're, they had about an eight man rotation, if you go from Steph down to Otto Porter, every single one of those guys individually dealt with some kind of doubt for Steph. It was, you know, can Steph, this is a stupid one we know, but can Steph do this still? Can he win without Kevin Durant? Uh, after the broken hand, what is he going to be dealing with the, um, you know, the two, the previous two seasons, you know, and a part of that is, is just, it's also overcoming, right? So that's a lot for Steph, for Clay, obvious, right? Uh, can Clay still be a winning player after two horrific injuries? Can Draymond, uh, you know, with a little bit less athleticism, be an effective defensive stopper? Can Looney, Looney overcame two hip surgeries. And that guy, we joked, he, he moved like he was just mid, uh, just mid death, man. Like he, he was just like, he couldn't move on the court too. It was, it was always disheartening to watch that guy played 104 games this year. That's insane. Didn't miss, one. Didn't miss one. Didn't miss a single game. He played in every game. Um, Jordan pool was in the G league, man. There was questions about him getting a second contract. Auto Porter's last three years have been uh, dismissed as a guy who pr- probably athletically speaking, shouldn't be physically capable of playing basketball anymore. You know, um, Gary Payton, the second was applying to be a video coordinator with warriors before the season, because he didn't think he was going to be on the roster. So, you know, you just keep going up and down this team, the story and they're, they're all individually, they're incredible. Um, but it, it, all these guys had something to prove. They had every reason to doubt themselves as an individual, as a group. Uh, but the, this is, again, this is what makes this kind of thing so special is every, the team as a whole, the individuals, uh, the sums of the part, right? They, they, they overcame, they overcame doubt. And that's, that's just what makes championships. That's what makes sports special. So that's, that's the biggest story for me is just overcoming doubt. Yeah, I think mine was right on that note too. It was really hard to choose between, I think three guys stuck out the most in terms of that perseverance um, where, you know, obviously clay, like, Still looking back, I think seeing that moment of him coming back on the court has meant more to me than any other moment of Warriors basketball. Like, I still get choked up just thinking about it, and I'm going to have to fight through it right now. But that just meant so much, man. Like, 941 days. We all all took it for granted knowing he was coming back, and it still just blew our minds to see see him out there, see him even be close to his old self is crazy. And to see him go get a championship despite all that again is unreal. Um, like you said, Kavon Looney playing 104 games. <laughs> like, dude, his hips are dust. Like he, he can't jump over a phone book and he played there was a, four games. If, if there was a video of rigor mortis, it would be Kavon Looney running that. It would just, that's what it would look like. Dude, and he – and, like, not only that, but, like, he stepped up so big in the playoffs. Like, that game against Memphis Essential. where he just ate up, like – 22 boards, man. 22 boards, man. Like, Insane. all that I stuff, really dude. Know. But I think I think maybe my favorite guy out of all that had to have been – it might have been GP2 just because, like, he, he brought the hustle out there when all the time. Like, he just – the energy he brought to the court, like cutting, developing, working on his shot, turning into a pretty damn good shooter. Uh, his confidence to just say, wait till they start falling and then hitting like 45% of his threes for a month. Uh, a guy who's played for eight different teams 
or so across three seasons, a bunch of G League affiliates. Um, and like you said, asking to be a video coordinator uh, when he basically just asked them, like, hey, in case you guys cut me, can I still just, like, kind of hang out and, like, yeah. work out? Uh, the dude just grinded, and he took absolutely nothing for granted. And he he laid it all out there on the court. You know, he was still just throwing himself around. And I think the best part was, you know, after the terrible injury with Brooks, uh, not only did he bounce back and come back to being his old self in the finals, but you're damn sure he was still just throwing himself around and jumping and trying to get those transition finishes like memory of a goldfish. He wasn't thinking about that, man. It was just, it was just hustle and it was for the team. So GP two, man, he, he was incredible. That's, that's spot on, man. And that's so you, you nailed it with the guys, dude. Those are, <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't do better for guys overcoming than in those, those three. Gary Payton, is he, is he got better hands than Iguodala? That's you might be uh, the future, Iggy. Uh, dude, kinda... he he has the he has those possessions like that one on Jalen Brown last night, where he just like let him drive, let him drive right yeah. out. <laughs> and he's gone in transition. Yeah, a couple times too, bro. It was it was it was a clinic. It's um, it's nasty stuff, man. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, you guys, uh, Chuck, my, you guys, you guys got like the storyline and stuff. But for me, the biggest one I think is Matt. You said doubt um, for the season. I, I like that. Um, I'm gonna go more on belief. Um, for me, that's what this this season was. Like I, uh, I, as you guys know, I broke my foot back in December, and like I couldn't move. And like seeing Clay coming back, and like you just had that belief. Like all right, like you know, I can get through this. Oh God, like the Warriors can get through this, stuff like that. So for me, this was a lot of this season was a lot of just like hope and belief in in the championship DNA of the team, but specifically Steph Curry. Um, but I think that for me, looking back on this on this championship and this run, um, all those all those uh all those storylines you guys mentioned, the players uh, spot on. But for me, this this thing starts and ends with Steph Curry, and to see him get his flowers um at the at for putting a team on his back um winning a championship not you know how whatever you guys want to say about Steph prior to these finals this season um all those storylines go to bed um he solidified himself as the great one of the greatest players of all time and you had that belief like we knew that if if we had to get this done it was going to be on the back of Steph um and to see that go through all the bumps and bruises of the season um, losing Steph for a few uh, for like a month going into the playoffs, and then kind of putting the entire squad together, just that belief in in Steph Curry's greatness to get it done. Um, greatest athlete in various sports history. Um, I know that that can be a debate. We can we can really get a you know we can have that on, a, on an off season on an off season episode. But um, no nah, man, the belief in Steph Curry to to lead us back to the promised land. And he got it done. The man, the man delivers on his promises. Um, I still think back to that tweet from 2009 when he said that they'll figure this thing out, you know, 13 years later or whatever. So you got four rings. So uh, that for me is the biggest storyline is just, is a belief in Steph. So um, yeah. Bro, how about three, three years apart, the man puts together two 30 point per game final series. Insane. And people had the audacity to believe that he didn't show up in the final before this finals. 
it was just not even the numbers are available for him to just come out and shut them all up. Oh man, I, I, I don't see they're all talking shit. Like it's amazing. Like you, they, they <laughs> can tell. Like you can tell that this is all pent up energy. I'm so excited for the next three four months on on social media, just seeing what um, what these guys are gonna say because they have a lot of receipts um, and they're not done. Um, they're not done. Um, like we teased a little earlier, um, the future's bright, guys. Um, there's no reason where this team. They're going to get better. Uh, Wiggins, I think. Wiggins, Poole, Kuminga, Moody, Wiseman. Um, and you add Steph, Clay, Draymond. It's going to be it's going to be a lot to get into for next year. Um, and before we kind of tease that, uh, Matt, I feel like you had some stuff from Anchor you wanted to say one last time. So we'll hear from That's Matt true. real quick from I did. Anchor. And yep. uh, we will get back to our thoughts about a little, a little takes for the future um, and what we're going to be talking about maybe this off season and uh, going into next year. But uh, Matt, take us away, brother. Yo, 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 guys, what is up? And welcome back to this championship episode um, here at the Game Sheets Clay Pod. Matt, again, thank you for our final shout out of Anchor for this season. Um, again, Anchor, looking forward to that Venmo. Um, don't mind a championship bonus um, if you guys do that because uh, four-time champs, baby. Um, but, uh, as we teased, uh, before the break, Matt, um, we lost Charlie had to, uh, had to run to, uh, to the, to the store, but, um, we got his takes, but, um, Matt, like we, uh, like we started teasing the future, um, of this team, um, of the current four time NBA champions. Um, it's, it's weird to say that the future is quite bright. Um, you know, especially just with the way this year played out and we talked about all these guys developing, um, what what is what does this championship window look like now for these Golden State Warriors as the 2020s kick off? Because we got off to a nice start. We got off to a real hot start. So this is the thing where I've been looking forward to this conversation specifically for such a long time because it always to me felt like the Warriors could pull this one off. And again, recency bias, total bitch, right? It feels like there might be kind of an avalanche coming. And that's just my, my thought right now is this is like kind of the monkey off your back title in a way, because this was this like, I, my whole theme earlier was doubt, right? There's nothing to doubt anymore. And we saw that we saw Steph's confidence in the finals. It was, it was very much in control, just um, to, totally calm basketball player who just knew what he wanted to do and was able to do everything he wanted. And that's not stopping. And the two timeline plan was a big, if they win this year, they're in great shape because Kuminga is going to be a player next year. Jordan Poole is going to be even better next year. Uh, Wiggins is going to be better next year. Clay is Clay could not. He, he, of course, he, he hadn't played for a thousand days before this season. He'll be better next year, hundred percent. He started looking more like Clay in this series against the best defense in basketball besides the Warriors. Uh, <laughs> they the, the window is going to be open for a long time, and I think I think honestly, until three, four, five years, isn't going to surprise me because they have the guys to keep these guys young, right? I don't think Steph Clay and Draymond should be playing more than 60 games a year going forward. And that's not costly to the Warriors anymore. It seems like I think the Warriors, if they go 500 in games, Steph doesn't play. I won't be surprised anymore. If they go above 500 in games, Steph doesn't play. I won't be surprised because they have guys who can step up in their place. And, uh, and his piece today on, on kind of this two timeline plan, Anthony Slater uh, interviewed Lakeup, interviewed Myers, and the sound of it is they're going to bring everybody back. It just sounds like yep. they're going to run this thing back with GP, with Loon, and 
this, this I mean, we gotta give leg him credit, man, because this is the most expensive team in basketball, and Check he's ponying it up. Baby. Yeah, checkbook wins. He's a this this team is only gonna get better next year. They're gonna be healthier next year. They have an off season, you know. And again, they have the young legs to keep these guys fresh. And those aren't just like, oh, yeah, they're young. We'll throw some games. The young players they have are good as it is. and They're going to get better. And some of those young guys look like they're going to be special players, especially Kaminga and Poole. So I view this team as a I, – I don't think this window is anywhere close to closing. I think this team should be the favorite going into next season. Um I'm not scared of anybody in the West going forward because yeah. this team is 12, 13 guys deep as it stands. Okay. And that's not changing. It's only getting better. Yeah, no, hundred percent, bro. Um, and like you said, um, the, the confidence to get that monkey off your back to win a championship. Cause like you said, I mean, every player, I mean, Clay said it too. They were like, I doubted this every day. Like we didn't know if we could actually, you had the belief, but you did not, you didn't know if you get back to the top. And the fact that they were able to do this in year one with Clay back, Steph back, Draymond back, and to find a gem in Jordan Poole to see his development, Kuminga looks like an absolute steal. Moody is going to be playing some just crucial minutes. And, you know, people can get into whatever uh, James Wiseman is or isn't be or isn't or what he can be or won't be. The guy is a seven-foot athletic freak um, on a team that, if you added size, would be even more unstoppable. And for him to just have zero pressure coming in where you're coming on to a championship team that knows how to win. You've got your own peers, whether it's Poole, Kuminga, Moody. These young guys have now experienced what it takes to win a championship, to get the job done. Um, and you saw that Jordan Poole, Kuminga, Moody, they all played crucial minutes in this playoff run at some point. Um, and they were able to deliver when their number was called. And like you said, they're going to keep getting better. And in the free agency market, you're going to get vets that want to come and win because um, they know, like we said, you have a team with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, uh, Draymond Green running next to him. That team has a chance to win a championship. Um, Steph doesn't look like he's stopping anytime soon, you know, barring, you know, hopefully God, God willing, he's all uh, injury free for the rest of his career. Um, but a healthy Warriors team, like you said, is the favorite to come out of the West. Um, we saw it. It didn't matter who was throwing at them. They found a way to get it done. And I think, you know, coming off that 2015 championship, you could see that confidence in that 2016 season. And we knew exactly – we saw what happened. They won 73 games with just running back the same team, having that confidence of playing as champions. And now you've got an entire roster of, like you said, perfect blend of old guys, middle guys, young guys. Um, and then vets that you can just add in on minimums. Um, and you've got an ownership group and a front office that believes in them. Um, they stuck by them through the last three years. They paid the money to do it. Um, and now they're reaping the benefits. And there's no reason. There's nothing that stopped. And Joe Lacob, like you said, they said that they're going to they're going to spend every last dollar to put out a championship level team. Um, they did it this year. Um, and I don't, I don't see that mentality changing for the rest of the rest of at least Steph's career. Um, so what I, until he signed a five-year deal or whatever, that doesn't kick in until next, is it next season? So he's got, I think, he's got this, a, I think this, this was the first, wasn't it? This was the first. So he got four years at least of Steph Curry, who's said that he feels like he's in his prime. Um, and then you've got young stars on the roster. So yeah, man, I think this, this window is, Definitely open. Um, I tweeted it last night. Um, you know, when, uh, when we said thank you for all our Game Series Clay followers, um, this is the Dynasty 2.0. Uh, 
Um, this this team legitimately has a chance to be a perennial contender and win more championships in the very very near future. Um, so yeah, and I think Chuck Chuck's main question that he he wanted to get off was um, you know like the, what you brought up like the young guys kind of making up for the old guys getting older. Um, the Steph, the Clays, the Draymonds they don't have to they don't have to play eighty two games, seventy games to give the Warriors a chance. Um, to you know, fight for a decent seed. Um, these guys are going to be. These guys are going to get better. Jordan Poole is going to improve. Is going to improve on the defensive end. Um, Jonathan Kuminga is going to improve. Moses Moody is going to improve. Um, and you have vets that are going to come in that want to win a championship. So it's it's a very very great time to be a Warriors fan. Um, I think that you know we we dealt with all the punches. We these last three years really I think re reignited the fire for this entire organization to come back and prove it to everybody. And, you know, now it's about just, you know, letting them all know we're, we're still that dog, man. We, you want to win a championship, you got to go through us. Um, and I, I don't see that changing, like you said. So future's bright, bro. Future's, future's very bright. I love that you said you brought out the perfect blend, right, of youth. See, this this year, I, I didn't feel that way. I think they won despite having, again, and this is not a knock on anybody. You're totally right. Throughout the season, throughout the playoffs, every player um, had a moment where they contributed to winning, right? And that's kind of Kerr's whole thing is, you know, everybody is going to have a moment. He's going to make sure no one rots on the bench. But this was the year where it felt like they would win in spite of that, whereas next year does feel like the year where, oh, wait a minute, these are second-year players, third-year players, fourth-year players, combined with some late 20s guys, combined with the Warriors core three, that's the year where it feels like, okay, we got it done the first time, despite having some, some obstacles to overcome next year. feels like the year where it's now we got, we are loaded. This is, a, I think, this is a even in like, the, even in like the national media conversation, like for, you know, everybody was picking against the Warriors this season and, you know, can eat those receipts, but to their, to their, to their credit, they were saying, it feels like the Warriors are a year away. Um, you know, you get those young guys develop Jordan Poole, Speed, he speed lined that process. Um, Andrew Wiggins coming into his own streamlines that process. So for them to be able to pull it off, like you said, in spite of having rookies on the, on the roster, learning how to play NBA basketball, championship level basketball, the, the confidence of next season is so, so huge because you know, you can do it. And whatever those pieces are around those eight, nine guys that are going to be coming back is going, they know that they can get it done. So there's zero reason to doubt this team anymore um, as we've talked about. But when you look at the future, um, where we, this, 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 this organization, this team, um, this, this group of players has a chance to really cement themselves. Um, not, not even cement at this point, just establish the greatest dynasty in NBA history. I'm going right. to say that. So there, let's just say, the Warriors again. My, my impression is that they're they're all they're bringing back the guys they want to bring back, and that's that to me sounds like again. This, this these guys just love Looney. Steve Kerr looks like he would take a thousand a thousand knives to the soul for commodity. Uh, if the Warriors got to choose two guys out of Belly Porter Looney and GP two, is is the answer obvious? Is a GP two yeah, Looney, Looney come back? Yeah, Looney GP two. Um, I think. As much as I love Otto Belly and for what they did, um, I think that like in the free agency market, you're gonna be now you're gonna get people like it happened with the Warriors in the in the KD years. Like you had you had are, are you, you gonna say have, are we moving on from those guys, dude? Are we too good for are we too good no, for I'm Belly? Not not too, I'm not saying we're too good. If we can bring him back, please, by all means, they 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 did great this season. But I'm saying the the spots where you 
may have to overpay for a certain someone can be replaced in a free agency market with vets that want to win a ring. So what that looks like, I mean, I, I haven't even given it a second, second of thought. Uh, I'm still enjoying this, uh, the high from this championship. Uh, we got an entire off season to get into all this, but um, no, like you said, the future, future is bright. Um, checkbook wins um, throughout the next years. Um, got one. We have four rings now, man, four time champions. I, I can't believe that, that's we're saying that that's some all-time level shit and i really i really 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 want people to especially the haters like i'm not saying you gotta love the team but acknowledge greatness because you're this is not something you see multiple times in a in a in a generation in an era this is special um so enjoy this dub nation um for the year that we've had um for the last three years um for the, all the years before the We Believe seasons, the Run TMCs, all those fans, um, the true fans that have, that have really stuck around um, and seen this thing built from from the bottom up, um, enjoy this one because this is this is all time level shit, and this is this is why you're proud to be a Warriors fan. This is why I think this championship is going to hit so much, so how much, so hard for so many fans. Um, but yeah, man, four time champs. Before we get out of here, Matt, and kind of close the book on. On this special season, you got any last uh, any last shout outs, any last thoughts before we uh, before we put a nice little bow tie on the 2021-22 season? Yeah, I'm going to get to a couple obvious shout outs in a sec, but I just want to make sure we, I don't know if we talked about Wiggins enough, so I just want to say very quick, man, we talked about doubt overcoming Wiggins real quick, guys. Uh, Wiggins, obviously, man. it goes without saying, guy was a, he, people call him a loser straight up, right? He was a loser in Minnesota, not a winning player. Guy was the second best player on the title team just now. Uh Forever respect Andrew Wiggins. But besides the player stuff, Gotham, my guy, Charlie, my guy, everybody listened to Game Six, six this year. Uh, guys, what a run. Gotham, it's been a blast, man. Absolute pleasure, yeah. baby. Um, you know, for for everyone that has that has been tuning in to us this season, um, especially this playoffs, we feel like we've gotten a lot more interactions, um, a, lot more, uh, a lot more listeners reaching out. So it's been amazing for us. We started this. I met Matt. On 2020 draft night, um, we were doing a live a live stream or one of those green rooms or something. And uh, locker room, man, locker room. Locker room. That's what it was. It was locker room. <laughs> and uh, and Clay had just torn his Achilles. We were debating whether we take a mellow ball, James Wiseman. Um, for us to, you know, just have it's really just been fun for us doing this, man. It's uh, I know Matt and Charlie will say the same thing, but just getting on at, at different times during the season and just. Just talking to talking dubs, talking hoops, and for having people listening to us and and really giving us a platform to just just be our be the fans that we are, man. We're, we're fans just like the rest of everyone. Um, you know, we we all have thoughts, and it's just a nice platform to get it out. And the fact that we have people out there listening to us, you guys have made the season extremely special. Um, and like we said, the future's bright for the Warriors. Future's bright for the Game Six Clay Pod, man. Uh, we got a lot. We got a lot of stuff. A lot of off season. Um, uh, a lot of offseason content. Basketball never stops. Um, I know Charlie isn't here right now, but he said uh, he's got a nice little uh, draft piece coming out um, and a nice little um, how to cope with a Warriors title for the haters piece, which I'm excited to read because there's a lot of haters out there that are going to need to read it. Um, it's it's going to be a fun, fun time uh, this offseason. Uh, but anything else, Matt, before we, uh, before no, we sign and deliver this season? Stay tuned, guys. I, I think we're still pumping out weekly pods over summer. Yeah, you know, I mean, we'll, uh, we'll be here. We'll be, we'll be pumping to be, them out. To be had. So, 
So stay tuned, guys. We're going to be doing a little draft thing with Charlie next week. Charlie is uh, he's the draft guru among the three of us and an outlet pass in general. So uh, excited for all that. Just stay tuned, guys. It's been a blast this year. There's uh, We're not going to stop for somewhere, and we'll be back, uh, obviously, for, for preseason, summer league, all the good stuff, next season, everything. So uh, yeah. thanks again, guys. Lot, thanks, lot my guy Gotham. Yes, sir. A lot more future Chuck, takes Chuck, coming. Uh, thank you, man. And we'll be back, guys. We will be back. But uh, Dub Nation, one more time, count them out. How many rings we got? One, two, three, four of them. Four of them bad boys. Um, other than that, guys, thank you so much for listening again. It's been a wonderful season. Um, and until until next time, guys, we will see you here on the Game Seas Clay Pod. But until then, peace. State Warriors advance to their fifth consecutive Western Conference Final for the second straight year. They eliminate the Rockets here in Houston as they take this series in six games and they win game six without Kevin Durant. Just a painful way to end the season once again for Chris Paul, James Harden, and the Rockets.